Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back again right here live in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, I should add the United States of America because we're everywhere. Uh, we stream. Uh, we stream Facebook and Periscope and YouTube. You heard that in the recorded introduction. Uh, we're having a our, our shows are. You know, pardon me for patting ourselves on the back here, but I think our shows are more exciting than ever before. We're in a period of history uh, with not just the automobile business, but with the world and supply and demand and manufacturing and uh, the COVID pand- pandemic has precipitated. Some things around the globe, I don't need to tell you, you can't do anything but watch news these days. It's on the news daily. And every now and then you wake up and you say, what, what, where am I living? What's going on? My life has changed. Uh, my habits have changed. My work has changed. My economics have changed. And there's nothing changed more than buying or leasing an automobile, new or used. It's just uh, a bizarre experience. If, if, you, if you haven't bought a car in five years, and uh, if you've been asleep for five years and you haven't read the newspaper and you walked into a car dealership today, you would think you are on the, a different planet because cars aren't being sold like they used to. Not that it was a good way to buy them before. Right now, it's a seller's market. And uh, if you're going out there to a car dealership, by the way, the same thing applies for maintaining or repairing your car. Uh, everything is uh, different than it was five years ago or four years ago. So if you listen, and uh, a lot of people that listen to the show, we have a lot of regulars, and we, we tend to attract a higher intelligentsia. We, 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 we seem to have uh, a lot of educated, sophisticated consumers out there. Uh, that's the reason we love the phone calls, because the phone calls add immeasurably to this show suggestions, recommendations, corrections, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so we need to spread the word. By we, I mean you and us on this show, to your friends, to your less uh, sophisticated, so to speak. You know, when you walk into a car dealership and you're going to buy a forty or fifty or sixty thousand dollar product, that's the second largest purchase most people ever make in their life, and they make it oftentimes on impulse, emotion, without being fully uh, educated. So you need some help. And uh, your friends out there that are listening, that are, as I say, maybe they're a little older, maybe they're first-time buyers, uh, maybe English isn't their first language. Uh, you can imagine yourself being in the Dominican Republic trying to buy a car and you don't speak Spanish. I mean, it's the same sort of thing I'm talking about. So all these people that are victimized, uh, help them out. We even have a little club, or I don't know what you want to call it. We call it our posse. I'm holding up as you're streaming, if you're streaming this. Online little hat, it's free hat that we'll give you if you join Earl's Vigilantes. 
That's right. Uh, vigilantes are specially prepared and educated and open to others to help them in uh, purchase, lease, maintain, or repair the car. So we have a lot of vigilantes out there listening. We'd like more vigilantes to join the club, and we'll talk about it later in the show and tell you how to do it. Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting to my left here, uh, will give you that information. Uh, I've got to uh, give out the phone numbers because uh, even though a lot of you uh, know that by heart or have it written down at least, uh, if you don't and you're a first-time listener or if you listen and you just have written the number down, I'd love for you to get a pencil and write it down. This is our toll-free, old-fashioned telephone number, 877-960-9960. Again, that's 877-960-9960. We love phone calls. I know they're old-fashioned. A lot of you don't even use a telephone anymore. Everything's texting, it's posting, uh, you know, it's Spotify, well, Spotify's music, isn't it? It's, uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, high-tech. But the phone still, I think, and even in you, if, you, if you're high-tech, you got to admit, the telephone conveys more. Personality, uh, emotion, uh, sincerity, lack of sincerity. I mean, when you're on the phone with somebody, you get a certain something that you don't get with a text or an email so or a posting. So uh, we'd love for you to call the show. Uh, we will prioritize your phone call. We have a limited number of lines coming in to the show, and we avoid having them stack up because we don't want you to wait. A lot of you haven't got the time, especially if you're driving, and uh, you just want to get on the phone and say what you have to say. So Nancy Stewart, she's watching the uh, iPad in front of her, uh, not her iPad, she's watching her laptop. She's watching her iPad too, or her iPhone. And we watch for a notice of a, a phone call. We see your name and that you're holding, and we stop what we're doing during the show. If I'm yakking, or Rick's yakking, or Stu, or whoever is talking, we stop and go to the phone. That way, we take your phone calls because they're very valuable to us. If you can't call us at 877, 960 <coughs> then text us at 772-497-6530. I like that second most. I, I text. I don't call unless I really have to. In fact, if I'm going to call somebody, I usually say, I text them and say, can you call me? Or I say, when can I call you? Uh, that is less interruptive. But the show is different because we want to be interrupted. That's the most important part of the show are the phone calls that come here. But, again, you can text us is 772-497-6530. Have a really cool contact that nobody else uses. Uh, we get a lot of uh, feedback and information from this contact. It's a URL. It's a web site you go to. It's called youranonymousfeedback.com. And it is just what it sounds like. It's an anonymous way to call the show. You type in what you want to say. Say anything you want. We don't know who you are where you are, we cannot track you down. Kind of like the anonymous callers to the police department or, you know, a lot of people, or to the press. A lot of people, whistleblowers. The tip line. Hmm? The tip line. Yeah, tip line, exactly. Uh, we, maybe we should have another one called Your Anonymous. That's too long. Anyway, we'll just call it youranonymousfeedback.com. You and your websites. Exactly. <laughs> if you will call us on that uh, or type in your comment on that, uh, we will air it. Uh, just like we do the text, and Stu keeps track of that, and he will get to the 
we have the archives. We don't get to them right away. Phones, priority. Text, anonymous feedback comes second. But we get to them sooner or later. Sometimes we actually get to them the following week. But mostly, we get to them the same day. We'll get to them this morning. So, youranonymousfeedback.com, 772-497-6530 for text. And, of course, the good old-fashioned telephone, 877-960-9960. Now, if you're dizzy from all those numbers, I'm going to flip the mic to Nancy Stewart, my co-host, She's also co-founder of the show. She's also the female advocate for all you ladies out there. We love the ladies to call the show, and we get a lot of them. And some of our best feedback information comes from you ladies. So we want to maintain that parity. (coughs) We like you guys. You guys are great. But the ladies have a little bit different slant on things. They're a little bit different people, if you haven't noticed. Nancy, uh, please take the mic and tell them about your special offer and other stuff. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this 4th of July weekend. Well, uh, I love talking about free speech. Let your voice be heard. Whomever you are, it just doesn't apply to women. And it's great to live in the United States of America. Which brings me to Earl's latest blog. And that is Open Letter to Governor Ron DeSantis, open letter to Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, Earl's going to talk about this uh, shortly, and uh, it's definitely worth mentioning. Uh, We have the uh, freedom of speech in the United States of America, and sometimes we don't always get a chance to voice, voice, our opinion. It's taken away from us every once in a great while. And this is one of those moments that I feel the need to mention it to our audience. Ladies, $50 to the first two new lady callers, $50. And Felicia, I missed your call last week. Please give us a call again this morning. Again, for the first two new lady callers, $50, and you can call, as I always say, just to say hello, let us know you're listening, or maybe you want to share an experience you had, good or bad, or as I always used to say, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. We enjoy your company. Give us a call, 877 877- 960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. You can say anything you want. Mm-hmm. It is the 4th of July weekend. Take advantage. We should be able to take advantage of that amendment every single day of our lives. I can't emphasize that um, enough. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I usually talk about Rick Kearney right away because he's an integral uh, part of the show. In fact, he's even more important than he ever was because now's not a good time to buy a car. Now's the time to maintain and repair your car and keep it going. Uh, We have a caller. Yes, we do. Um, George, thank you for waiting, and welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? 
We're well, thank you. Um, I just have what I think is a simple question, and that's regarding ordering a vehicle and not having to uh, pay for port-installed accessories. Is that possible? It is possible, um, especially if it's just a straight order, but the difficulty comes sometimes in trading cars. So if a car has already been work-ordered, and in other words, each dealer gets an allocation. The question was, can you order a car? I don't think he meant buy one from stock. Oh, yeah, you, you can order one, but even sometimes fulfilling that, you can get the car exactly that you want, but sometimes cars become available sooner. That might be, that mm-hmm. could come in. <clears throat> but if you say, I want no port accessories at all, you can get no port right. accessories at all. Okay, I guess that was a, that was a simple question. Yeah, yeah. George, I appreciate George, that. Well, George, well, George, are you talking about a Toyota? Yes, yes, sir, I am. Yeah, I had a feeling you were up, and you're probably also talking about Toyo Guard. At our dealership, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm only talking about our dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Most dealerships were probably forced you to take So here, here's, here's, a, here's a story, George. Uh, at most Toyota dealerships, virtually all of them, uh, we don't do this, but uh, they equip all of their vehicles with Toyota, Toyota Guard. And that is a $699 package that's worth probably less than a third of that. Uh, we, don't, we don't add it because we consider it not worth the value. But uh, some dealerships do it 100%. Uh, what I'd suggest to you is you shop around and say, I want to order my new Toyota without the Toyota Guard package. And the one that says yes, then that's the one you deal with. <laughs> okay. That's very informative, and I do appreciate your input on that. And that's basically what I plan on doing is ordering a car, waiting 60 or 70 days, and getting it without some of these port-installed options that could run you up around $2,000. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's kind of unique to Toyota. I'm not sure about the other manufacturers, but Toyota is sold in the southeast United States uh, by a distributor. Um, and uh, he is a private distributor. They don't his car. He gets his cars from Toyota, and then... We get, as a Toyota dealers, get our cars from him. So he's able to add stuff in the port, port that we don't think, in some cases, is a value. And Toyota Guard is one of those things. All right. Well, thank you very much. You guys have a great 4th of July. Be safe and uh, enjoy your, what is it, Tesla. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you, that's a fun car to drive. Thanks, George. Please call again. Thank we you, George. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We have Bill holding, and Bill is calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about uh, battery disposable. I I understand that a, a pure electric car like a Tesla eventually those batteries will wear out, and they'll need to be disposed of. How about a hybrid? Will those batteries ever wear out, and will they be and will they need to be replaced? I'll hang up and I'll listen on the radio. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> the answer to your question is yes, and yes. Uh, the batteries do eventually go bad on a hybrid, just like any other battery will. Uh, hopefully, they'll last most of the life of the car, a couple hundred thousand miles, and in that case, then those batteries are captured from the recycle yard and they are recycled if they're replaced at a dealership the batteries are recycled uh, uh, sent back to Toyota and they're recycled by Toyota well unless they're not a Toyota they're sent back to Nissan right right, right. 
Yes. Now, uh, George, uh, Bill, I mean, Bill, uh, the, um, there's a new technology now that is addressing that very issue. It's a huge issue when we get into uh, all electric cars, and some people are forecasting, you know, 10 years. I mean, this uh, electric vehicle market is uh, is going moving along a lot faster than anybody thought, and batteries are going to be a huge issue. And uh, if you Google this, and I've looked at it a little bit, in fact, I've even thought about investing in some of these companies. Some of these companies uh, are actually able to take uh, these recyclable or, or, or you know, batteries and uh, not only dispose of them but uh, make a profit from the disposal. So uh, technology is moving so fast today that the big problems that we see, the insurmountable problems like you just mentioned with too many batteries polluting the planet, uh, those will be, those problems will be solved in my opinion but it is a big issue right now. He hung up. Thanks, Bill. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's listening you. on the radio. For yeah, the I, 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 I forgot. Hey. Thank you, Bill. That was a great question. Yeah. Thanks for the help, Rob. Thank you, Bill. It's great whenever sometimes someone will hang up that's called in and they're waiting for your answer, and you give the answer, and uh, they. Well, it it allows us to an easier time for discussion as well. But I mean, that actually brings up another issue as well for recycling. Uh, one of the biggest issues we have in this nation and around the world are old tires and there are so many old tires sitting in in dumps millions of them that uh, a couple places have actually had issues where they've caught fire and burned for months on end you're talking to the guy with more old tires than anybody you know exactly (laughs) but however we do have ours recycled responsibly and such things as being ground down into rubber that could be used for such things as mulch or used in playgrounds uh, safe re- safely used yeah. and recycled properly. Yeah, we've looked into that uh, a lot over the years. We probably ought to look at it again. But uh, I got I get depressed that we have a promotion in our dealership where we uh, uh, supply free tires to our all of our customers who buy a Toyota from us. And uh, so we get, we take off a whole lot of tires and we get this huge stack of tires. Uh, and uh, we shopped around. Stu and I were making some calls. And the problem is the recycling plants uh, are so far away from our location that the transportation costs don't generate enough revenue to have us break even on selling them tires to the recycling place. So this is, I'm sure this will change. I mean, people are becoming more and more aware of the planet and aware of, of uh, pollution. And uh, everything that we see now today is an insurmountable problem. And you're exactly right. You grind up a tire, that makes a great road top, and that's it what does, yeah. and that's what they're using it for. So we just have to see uh, uh, this sort of technology adapt to the problems, and it'll happen over time. And you know what, Rick? Uh, there's uh, more people who really don't realize um, the benefits of recycling. Uh, let's go back to your topic, and that's tires. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't realize what comes from a recycled tire the list is endless give us a call folks what do you think 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 we've caught up with our phone call so i'll give it back to 
the recovering car dealer. Now, I, was, I was talking to Rick uh, initially about the fact that uh, he's especially important. Now, he can answer all your questions about the technology car. He's been, he, he's been with uh, my dealership for over 25 years. So you go back 25 years, he had to get fully qualified to work on a car 25 years old. Today, he has to be fully qualified to work on a car that is like cyberspace compared to what uh, the stagecoach was where we were selling back in those days. So uh, he's on top of everything. If you have a question, uh, anything, symptoms, problems, you're nervous about your car, you're afraid to bring it in to a service department, and you're not sure if you have to have it fixed or not, you'd rather wait. It's important today because you should keep the car. I mean, it used to be, I, I feel like a new car. I feel like a late model certified car. Uh, I've been driving this car for four or five years. It's time for me to change. Those days are over. If you buy a car today because you just feel like it, you're paying probably a $5,000 premium. Uh, that's a round number. It could be a 10000 or $3,000. you are paying thousands of dollars more today for a later model used car or a new car than you will shortly. I mean, I, <laughs> I've i been trying to forecast when this issue was going to catch up with itself. Demand is still so high. Supply is still so low. We're not caught up yet. But if you can make that car you're driving economically work, comfortably work, safely work for another year, do it. So if you're worried, then call Rick. And Rick is monitoring uh, YouTube. If you want to be directly in contact with Rick, it's Earl on Cars, uh, you know, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Rick will see your post, and he gets a bunch of posts on YouTube. Or you can just call, or you can just text, any of the ways. But if you have an issue with your car, let Rick Kearney know. He's a certified master diagnostic technician. I've been a car dealer for over 50 years. Well, that's a long time. And I have never had a better mechanic. 54 and a half years. <laughs> the, guy, the guy is really, really good. So uh, if you've got an audio file or a video file, that'd really be cool if you could text it to us or email it to us. Uh, he can really get into the diagnosis there. But otherwise, just tell him what your car sounds like, smells like, looks like. Describe the problem. And Rick will give you a 99.9% uh, .9 accurate diagnosis. Uh, we also have our mystery shopping report coming up, and uh, Stu Stewart, uh, who spoke earlier, is our spymaster general. Every week, every week, we send out an undercover agent. Our current undercover agent is codenamed Agent Lightning, and uh, she's out of town. And when she goes out of town, she goes around, she goes out of town a lot, and she's able to she mystery keeps, shop. She keeps working. Pretty wide, yeah, pretty wide geography. And we've been doing this for years and years. If you want to go EarlOnCars.com, click on EarlOnCars.com. You can click our archives. We've got mystery shop after mystery shop. We have a recommended car dealer list based on the mystery shops. And we have a do not buy from this dealer list based on the mystery shops. So, uh, Stu, uh, uh, what's, what's on your mind today? Well, the, uh, what was on my mind, I was driving in today, and I was just thinking how crazy it was that it, Every Saturday for the last, well, for me, it's been about 10 years. I've been going every Saturday morning to do a radio show, and I just can't believe that I'm doing that. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking about that. I can't believe I, I do this. And I was thinking about when I started out, um, I was just doing some technical stuff, you know, getting some uh, cameras set up and everything, and um, kind of doing a little bit of what Jonathan does now. And um, but every once in a while, I'd feel the courage to chime in and, and give, my, give my opinion. 
and eventually it just became very natural. So it's kind of strange. I was just doing a little self reflection. Are you like me? Do you learn something every week? Yeah. I mean, I mainly I, from Rick. Yeah, me. I, I, the fact you know, we, what we ought to do is is somehow or other get our salespeople and our managers to sit down for half an hour with Rick or another one of our really good technicians and just chit chat. Because yeah. I learn stuff every day about today's cars, yesterday's cars, and so it's, it's kind of cool. This is like an educational forum for Nancy, Stu, and me. That's yeah. right, and That's I really right. appreciate it. Also, the second, I, I learn also from the, from the callers and the texters too. Because uh, sometimes, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and oftentimes it's in the form of a question that, that uh, uh, prompts us to think about something in a different way. That's yeah. what's really cool. I agree with that, most definitely. We learn a lot uh, from our listeners, from our callers, everyone who uh, chimes in, and uh, the staff here that we work with, uh, all of these guys that I work with. Um, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing Saturday morning, mm-hmm. every Saturday morning, and it's one different moment after another it's never the same it's not repetitious so that's what keeps us coming back every saturday morning at eight o'clock that uh, that uh, Stu was reflecting on as he drove in mm-hmm. where does the time go okay back to the phones we're going to go to warren who's giving us a call from uh, one of my favorite places new jersey good morning warren good morning guys how are you happy july 4th thank, thank you, you. Uh, I called with two reasons. There's something that Earl had said one of his show helped save somebody I know about $3,000. Her husband had a Acura and had a clutch, and the clutch went on it. And he took it to the Acura dealer, and he paid them the $100 or whatever to, to look at it, and they wanted $7,000 to fix it. And I said to him, he tried regular mechanics, but they couldn't get the part. And I said, go to a Honda dealer. He went to the Honda dealer, and they did it for half the amount, for $3,500. Wow. He said they can get the part in a week, and they did it for exactly half. And what was good was he, as I think Rick had told me with my car, he paid the accurate deal, the 100 or whatever it was, to do the whole you know, observation of what was wrong with it. They gave him a written estimate and everything. So all he had to do was hand it to the Honda dealer, and the, and the guy said, looked at it right away. He said, I could do that for 3500 and I'll get the part in a week. So your information can be very helpful sometimes. Well, thank you, Warren. You know, uh, we're, I think sometimes we're a little bit too hard on the dealers. The dealers are uh, technicians, are better trained. They have to be. Uh, they require to, to get schooling because you got to do that to keep up with the technology. And the dealers, I'm a dealer, uh, they make me buy everything they tell me i got to buy in terms of diagnostic. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in diagnostic machinery. A lot of these smaller independent shops either can't afford to do that or they don't want to do that. They have their place, and in general, your independent repair shops are less expensive. But... Warren, for a situation like you described, that's an expensive repair, and it's like anything else. I, I, Nancy and I, you know, we're we're getting a little older, and so, uh, you know, we go to the doctor more often, and we've learned the hard way. You get a second opinion, or maybe a third opinion. You know, if you need to get a second or third opinion from a doctor, uh, what do you think you need to do from your car dealer or your independent mechanic? If you're looking at a three thousand dollar bill. So sometimes just saying you're going to take it someplace else will lower the price, you know. Oh, $3,000 for that. Okay, thank you very much. I believe I'll check with somebody else. And, oh, wait a minute. Let's take another look at that. I mean, 
if you just walk in and say, here's my checkbook, uh, fill in the amount of the repair and fix it, you're going to have a problem. But thanks very much, Warren, for that feedback. It makes me feel good that we helped. Yeah, and there's one more thing. I'll just give you quickly what happened about some of the lessons that I learned from you. A friend of mine uh, has the Honda. What's the small Honda? I forgot. Not, the Fit. Not Honda Fit? The, the, the little one. What's, yeah, the Civic. And I went really he, little. He bought, <laughs> he bought it too, too small. For anyway, he gets a letter from the dealer saying that they're willing to buy it back. I'll, I'll be quick about it. I'll go into the details. So anyway, we, we, I went with him to the Honda dealer, and the salesman started in like how he owed $10,000 on the Civic which he told him beforehand, which he shouldn't have. But anyway, he went, he went to the whole thing. To make a long story short, the dealer kept telling him what his monthly thing for the accord would be over and over. So finally when he was done, I asked him, I said, well, how much are you giving him for this Civic? How much is the interest rate, okay? And how much is the new car? And he wouldn't answer him. He just go, going on and on and on. He has a car, and he was going to give him a monthly payment, on and on and on, and he would not answer those three questions. And finally, my friend Jerry just got up and said, look, I had enough, and he left, and we left, and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what they try to do. He was giving them a monthly payment. He said, oh, it doesn't work that way. So he would never tell us exactly what he's going to give us for the Civic, exactly what the interest rate was, or how much the new car was. We, we had no idea of any of those things. But he was just talking on and on. He wouldn't stop. I just want to get your opinion on that. Well, that's uh, that, that's probably where seventy-five uh, percent of the cars are sold today, and unfortunately, people are susceptible, especially to the monthly payment. We all live on a budget. We look at our our mortgage payment, we look at our light bill, our water bill, uh, we get our paycheck every month. Our life seems to 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 rotate on a thirty-month cycle. So you go to the car dealership. The first thing they tell you is how much can you afford a month, and then. By manipulating all the variables, they can make one hell of a deal off that monthly payment, no matter what it is. Because if you have a high enough interest rate and long enough terms, uh, you can you can buy a Rolls Royce uh, for a relatively low monthly payment. So you got to be careful and touch all the bases. No, it, it was it was really interesting because he refused to like break it down. And finally, my yeah. friend Jerry just said, look, I got a car outside. I don't need to buy a car. So <laughs> I may not like it, but I, I, I don't need He said, I could wait a couple of months. I could wait, you know, because uh, I'm not driving that much. You know, the car only 10,000 miles on it. And he's two and a half years old. And, you know, he wanted that car in the worst way. Mm-hmm. And he just finally just said, okay, fine. You know, we'll you know, touch base in a couple of months or something. And he says, I'm not going. He says, I'll just wait till I pay it down or whatever. There he says, go. there's my car. He pointed to it and said, we're getting it, and then I'm going. I said, I don't need this car right now. But it's just funny how he would not give that information. He just figured he could break break them down and make the deal. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for your help. It's, it's really, it's you know, I guess you're yeah. right. People just don't. Well, thank you, Warren. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Yeah, you you're one of our better callers. Please keep on calling. Yeah, thanks, okay, Warren. Thank you very much. Thanks for your input. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Uh, we are going to stay with the phones, and we have Phil holding from Jupiter. Good morning, Phil. Hey, how you doing? And happy Fourth to you guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was just—I wanted to ask Earl a question. I remember last uh, week you mentioned that you had a problem with your tex- uh, Tesla Model S, mm-hmm. and I was just curious how it was working through that work center in ok- Okeechobee. I mean, were you able to get that? taken care of because I've got I'm, I'm I'm having a VIN number assigned to my Model Y in two weeks and mm-hmm. I'm a little antsy about this whole situation with Tesla 
So I just wonder if you give me some words of wisdom here about what you're going through. Well, I, you know, I, I I was pretty hard on the Tesla uh, dealership on Okeechobee Boulevard, and uh, Nancy and I had a really bad experience. Nancy wants to buy a Tesla, and by the time we got in and out of there, uh, she was so angry, she says, forget about it. So it's not good for business. Uh, I think uh, service is not their strong suit, and I think that uh, how to deal with customers who are having their car service is not their strong suit. But I also believe that partly because there's so little maintenance and repairs that are required on Teslas. Uh, most everything, uh, uh, you know, electric vehicles just require a minuscule amount. The only thing you have to worry about, really, in terms of routine maintenance, is your tires. And uh, uh, you, you have a, a electronic notification of your tire issues uh, anyways to tell you when to come in. So uh, they need they need to brush up. So. My advice: You got to uh, you're going to buy a Tesla. I say buy it. Uh, I think just be prepared. Uh, brush up on your email skills and your texting skills because it's very difficult to call them and get a uh, human being uh, the way we normally do with combustion engine cars and regular car dealers. So it's an amazing car. Uh, you'll love it, and that overcomes, in my opinion, the issues you're going to have in, in having it serviced. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that because uh, you, you you've gone through this, yes, and uh, and I've and I've talked to him just to get information about my order and everything. It's been difficult. I called the the main number, the, yeah. the line where you can get people, yeah. and uh, but it's hard to get it's hard to get anybody to talk to you down at the Okeechobee Works yeah. unless you get down there. Yeah, true. And, yeah. uh, and, I'm, and I've got a Prius. I'm used to dealing with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like day and night compared yeah. to... Well, compared I, to I, hate to, I hate to lose a customer, but if I were in your shoes, I'd buy that Tesla, and uh, you'll thank me, thank me for it later. And uh, if you have any problems with the service department, we'll team up on them. And, uh, I, <laughs> Phil, uh, this is Nancy Stewart. Uh, to yeah. Earl's point, uh, you know, I, I really have to point out that if you keep in mind that... Purchasing a vehicle is the most important thing that you can do at Tesla, uh, and even then, uh, they drop the ball. But sales is their strong suit. Service is not. Texting is not. And it makes things, well, quite difficult, complicated in this crazy world that we live in. Earl pointed pointed out um, about uh, service and the fact that there's very little service on a Tesla. Shouldn't this be a positive for Tesla? It's There's less maintenance on a Tesla, so they should be even doing a better job at keeping their customers happy. Because guess what? They're customers for life, not just for today. And Elon is doing a great job. I'm not taking that away from him. There's a lot of people that are very, very jealous of this man. And he's a genius, and he knows what he's doing. My point, microchip. Who doesn't have a microchip shortage? Elon Musk. So, food for thought. Rick? Just to say this, uh, 2024, Toyota is going to have an electric ton, uh, Tacoma. Cool. Well, listen, Phil, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Thank you very much for the call, and uh, good luck on the Tesla. And you call me when it comes in, and we'll, uh, we'll share uh, 
compare notes. Maybe you can help me and I can help you a little bit. And I'll let you know whether I uh, purchased that uh, S. I'm keeping the Prius. I'm keeping that car for life. So okay. I'm never going to get rid of that Prius. Well, Great idea. That would be, be your backup car. More important. <laughs> so anyway, well, thanks a lot. Sure I thing. appreciate it. Thanks for the info. Thank you. Okay, we uh, finished up our phone calls. Oh, Who's great. next? Well, let's get to Anne Marie's text. She's got a uh, she's got a great one uh, waiting for us. Let's see here. Anne Marie says, uh, "Good morning. I hope that everyone has a safe and happy holiday." Last Sunday, an Amtrak train hit a car at an unmarked crossing with no signals in rural California. Three people were killed. On Monday, an Amtrak train hit a dump truck at a public crossing with no lights or signals in Bend, Missouri. Four people died. South Florida's Tri-Rail and Brightline trains have had more than their share of uh, train versus car incidents and train versus pedestrian incidents. Mm-hmm. I, I, what's going on there? Um, uh, it's a mark crossings with the cars losing every time. Uh, no, if your vehicle gets stuck on the tracks, grab your phone if it's handy and get away as fast as possible. Then look for a blue and white sign at the crossing. It's an emergency notification system sign that gives the emergency number for the train dispatcher and the U.S. Department of Transportation crossing number to the dispatcher, so they can warn the train. So if they so they can warn a train. So if you see it's blocked, you can get to a special. Repeat that. If you're at a cross uh, at a train crossing and you're stuck on the tracks, or something else is blocking the tracks, if you look for a blue and white sign at the crossing, huh. it's an emergency notification system sign, and it gives the emergency number for the train dispatcher and the U.S. Department of Transportation crossing number, so the dispatcher can warn trains that the crossing is blocked. Anne Marie, I love you. I never knew that in my entire. Thank you, Anne Marie. Yeah. Well, what a, what Rick great information! That. You didn't know not. that, yeah? I did not know okay, that. Okay, that's that's great. I, I mean, I, I think people like instinctively call nine one one, but this will get directly to um, the Department of Transportation and the dispatcher now for Excellent. that train. Anne Marie, well, thanks for mentioning those she's uh, got more. <laughs> those signs. I, I have to agree with you, and uh, yes, this is to Anne Marie's text. Anne Marie. How many people get to that cross uh, crossroad? How many people read any of the signs that are there? There's more than just that little blue sign or medium size, whatever it is. Uh, my point is, uh, please, do not stop on track. Well, they don't say please, but do not stop on tracks. Stop here on red. Nobody pays attention to it. Nobody pays attention to it. Thank you for your text the first part of it anyway now back to Stu. um so uh hopefully there's no time to, there's time to relay the message so the answer actually be avoided so of course yeah anyway she's back in the 1800s uh trains had cow catchers that attached in front of the locomotive <laughs> since so many vehicles keep getting hit by trains could they sort of create sort of a car catcher onto the front of the locomotives? Maybe like a snowball to push vehicles out of the way. Well, I just want to chime in here because I, I looked up cow catchers. I knew what they are. That's a little uh, attachment that goes on the front of the old-fashioned locomotives. Yeah. And, um, and I wondered, were they ever re- used to move cows? And so I looked up, no, that's just a clever term. But the point of those were to actually help the train, not what they hit. It was to keep trains from derailing. So even a car catcher would still mess up <laughs> the car pretty bad, um, but at least the trail wouldn't derail and have a bigger disaster. Interesting. Um, so, um, you know, this is not a, a area of expertise, but it's definitely an area of relevance, you know, with, with the car biz and and, uh, and, and, and just, just cars in general. And once again, we're talking about what we learn every Saturday, and the, the, the number to call the uh, dispatcher is something new to me. So I hope a lot of people are listening. You know, not, my, Great information. My thought, my thought when we were first, the first part of our text, 
is, again, we're talking about an issue that is based on uh, 20th century or maybe even 19th century technology. Yeah. Train crossings, you know, these big long, long arms that take forever to go down and go up. Sometimes they go down and won't go up again. And it's just, it's, it's just old technology. Uh, with the technology we have available today, is all it takes is someone to address the issue. Uh, there, are, every car uh, could be located by every train. Yeah. And every train could be located by every car. I mean, we could have, we have caution lights and warning lights. Why wouldn't we have a caution light, uh, train crossing? Yeah, uh, you have real-time information. Yeah, stop, uh, blah, blah. I mean, you can communicate between trains and every car on the road. Apple could do this tomorrow. Yeah. They could uh, get information on, on train from the Department of Transportation and put it on our maps. Exactly. The terrorists might use that. Exactly. Yeah. So Apple could have done it yesterday. <laughs> it, it takes somebody <laughs> in the government to direct... Uh, the problem to uh, free enterprise, because uh, free government can't do anything, but they can tell free enterprise, this is what we want you to do, and, and, and you get paid for it, and you will make a profit as a result of it, and in a few months, uh, you will have people fighting each other for the best solution to the problem. But Anne-Marie, once again, you're a genius. Uh, you're, 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 uh, your texts are just absolutely fantastic. We ought to do it. You ought to do a book, Anne Marie's texts to right. her on cars. Oh, they're all stored here. I haven't yeah, right. in, the, in yeah. the computer. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't lost anything. She it'll compete with your book. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the show, Anne Marie. All right. So we have another text here. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, just listening to your show, um, my dad said he remembered hearing you in Cambridge in the '60s. Is this true? And he forgot your name. weren't you at Harvard um, in 1962? No, I'm no. kidding. No, no. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, that's uh, that. He, he, he's, he might be. He's mistaken there. Um, I don't believe that you spent any time in Massachusetts well, or Cambridge. I went, actually, I went to Harvard. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I tried to go to Harvard. You visited Harvard, and I visited the campus, but right. I never. They turned me down. I got rejected. Well, possibly to answer your question, um, while he was touring um, Harvard with his father, to, um, you might have overheard him in a hallway right. or <laughs> across the quad. Uh, but no, he didn't do any radio back in the 60s or anything like that. Uh, let's jump over to anonymous feedback unless we have any phone calls. Um, we do? We do. Back to Nancy. Let's go back to the phones. We're going to talk to John from Palm City. Good morning, John. Happy 4th of Good July. Well, same to you guys. Um, Nancy Stewart's point about Tesla. No problems about the chip shortage. But it's the chip shortage that's actually caused General Motors in the last the second quarter for the delivery of U.S. cars, uh, they're down 15% from the year before. Toyota, 23% for the last quarter compared to the previous year. So, uh, Nancy's point, Tesla can do their homework, and they know enough how to handle this problem, but companies like GM can't handle it. It's, it's pathetic. Incidentally, according to the Cox Automotive market research firm, the average car in the United States is $47,148. That's up $5,000 from the previous year. The average car payment is $100 more than it was the year before. And also, uh, the car's prices are on an average $3,000 above the MSRP. That's according to Cox 
automotive market research. Yeah, that, that was an interesting article, John, that I read this morning in the New York Times, and uh, especially uh, the numbers that they mentioned this morning. And uh, they talk about uh, Americans uh, not even making that much a year that they're paying for a vehicle. And the average uh, car payment or more, and there's so much other information in that article, and it was really great that they just um, zeroed in on all of the information that uh, the consumer like you and I would be very interested in, comparing numbers of uh, Toyota, uh, GM, and Honda, and where they are today as far as car purchases and where they were a year ago. And it's not on the incline, it's on the decline. Well, Nancy's point about Tesla again, not that they're already so far ahead on everything. You take a company like General Motors. They failed in the past. They had an electric vehicle. They wouldn't even sell it to people. Earl is familiar with that when it came out. Mm-hmm. There were small little cars. They, they leased them to people. They wouldn't sell them to people. And they took every one of them back because they were duds. I think only one or two has survived. They scrapped them. They were totally destroyed. They just can't put their rack together. The new Chevy uh, Volt, they reduced it $6,000. I mean, companies like General Motors, which is like the top, top company for years, they just can't put it together. It's, it's unbelievable. And that's why a company like Tesla will be successful forever, it looks like to me. Nobody's going to take their technology away from them. Not at all. And they are the leader now, and they will always be the leader. I can see it. This is true. Very true. Well, thank you, John. That's uh, uh, very well said. Thank you, guys. Happy July 4th. Happy 4th. Thank you, John. Yeah, one issue on uh, one thing John mentioned that's interesting to me uh, with the microchip shortage and why this didn't affect Tesla like it did everybody else. Uh, What Elon Musk did... Uh, and I just learned this fairly recently. We, we knew that the um, that the uh, shortage didn't affect the production of the Tesla. One of the things that he did, he anticipated at the time COVID first uh, first happened, and he looked at his suppliers. But he just didn't look at his suppliers. He looked at his suppliers' suppliers and the supplier, supplier, suppliers. In other words, you know, if you're, first, if you're furnishing any component of a car to a manufacturer, that component has to have suppliers to build the component. And if you don't look down the line far enough, you can have a really, really good supplier that's very reliable, never missed an order, always delivered on time, but he's got one one guy out there that uh, doesn't, and he goes out of business. So one little microchip can make your supplier or your supplier's supplier go down. So uh, this is what uh, Elon Musk said. He went down the chain of his suppliers. And he secured uh, backups in dual and tri- triple. He had every one of his suppliers, mul- he had multiple suppliers for the component, and then he had multiple suppliers for the suppliers. So, I mean, that is, that is why. Uh, and now, ironically, they're selling so many Teslas that, uh, you know, you, the order time is, you got to wait even longer for a Tesla. And, uh, it's, uh, but that's it's a good problem. It's not because of microchips, it's just because you can't build the cars fast enough. Good point. I think we ought to build some uh, factories right here in the uh, good old United States. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good point. They're, Happy Fourth of July, everyone. They're trying to do that. Uh, and uh, if you uh, want to speak to your congressman, there's a bill in Congress right now that would uh, and, and, and it would it would encourage and incentivize uh, U.S. chip manufacturers to build more chips, to build more plants. Also encourage new chip manufacturers to come to America, and it's going to cost the taxpayers some money. It would be a subsidy to some extent, but the problem is you can't be reliant on Russia and China and the Ukraine for critical microchips. And they can't get the bill through Congress. Uh, it's just sitting there. They got more. They have more important things to worry about in Congress, apparently. Yeah. But and in, in another thing too, you know, some of the cars that are coming in, they don't even have the, you know, safety features on the vehicles. You know, uh, that the consumer ordered. Uh, I, I would quote, unquote, uh, one of the uh, vehicles that they mentioned in the New York Times, but uh, it escapes me at this moment. Uh, but but it, it is a huge problem. Um, at any rate, uh, ladies and gentlemen, voice your opinion. What do you think about everything that we've talked about so far this morning? Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And ladies, don't forget, voice your opinion. Give us a call. $50 for the first two First two female callers. We're going to go, uh, we're going to stay with the phones and we're going to go, excuse me, Rick, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I uh, got one quick YouTube, but we go to phones first. Thank you. We're going to go to Ann, who's calling <clears throat> from Jupiter. Thanks for your patience, Ann. Well, thank you and happy 4th of July to you both. And thank this you. is a follow up call for you. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I had voted about three months ago. I had. My 2018 Hyundai Sonata was peeling. The roof, the paint was all peeling. Mm -hmm. And I went back and forth with Napleton, and I even got in touch with the manufacturer, Hyundai manufacturer, directly. I had a case number. They all said, no, 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 it's a year out of warranty. We're not going to help you. We're not going to. And I had a good friend that suggested I call you, and I called you. And I want you to know, two days later, they took care of it. Yay. Wow. wow. Great news, so, Anne. You just I'm, made I'm all thanking, four of us smile. I'm thanking, <laughs> I'm thanking Hyundai, and I'm also thanking you for helping all of us out here. Thank you so much, Anne. Thanks for letting us know. Thanks for the follow-up call. What finally did it? Yes, we got them well, to help you. Yes, you did. You did. It was funny because I had a case number and everything with the manufacturer. And they said, no, no, don't call us anymore. They were tired of hearing them from me. <laughs> and uh, when after I conversation with you and you suggested a couple of good things for somebody out there to help me, I got a call and they took care of it. Very well, good. That's fantastic. Perseverance. So knowledge is power. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, that makes me feel especially good because, you know, you wonder, uh, I, 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 maybe I'm just uh, feeling too full of ourselves here, but I think we are one of the only media outlets that tells it like it is. And you know, we reach out quite a bit. And I think a lot of businesses, dealers, I think are very aware of us. And I, I say sometimes almost half-jokingly, but we should say more often, just say that we talk to Roland Cars, 
and uh, we talked to you know Nancy Stewart or, or Rick Kearney or Stu or Earl, and they said to do this. Uh, the impact to a lot of uh, dealers or all anywhere would be uh, we don't need that negative publicity. And we talk about it. We name names. We mystery shop, and we talk about what really happened. So uh, all of you listening out there, uh, especially if you're in Florida, uh, feel free to use our name. I just, I mean, I hate to say threaten, but say, listen, uh, I think you're doing the wrong thing, and I'm going to call Earl on cars next Saturday at uh, about 8.30 in the morning or whatever, and I'm going to tell him the whole story, and we'll see what he has to say and what his, uh, I don't know how many listeners we have. You know, if you look at if we if you look at Facebook, YouTube, and the whole nine yards, we probably have hundreds of thousands of people out there that uh, are listening or watching, and uh, who wants that kind of negative publicity? So use our name if you have an issue with a car dealer, and call the show and tell us about it. I want to get back to the thank you, Ann. Uh, our number here is eight seven seven. Uh, 960-9960. Don't forget, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. You know, I want to get back to the microchip shortage in the article that I was reading in the New York Times. And uh, what I uh, failed to mention earlier, did you know at times automakers have dropped some features from vehicles because or their suppliers didn't have the chips they require? For instance, here's an example. Honda has shipped vehicles without advanced parking sensors let's go one better volkswagen has produced models that don't have blind spot monitors that the vehicles would have normally folks keep an eye on what you have ordered how it arrives and it's important to your safety 877-960-9960 or you can text us if you bought a car without the uh, the sensors and your previous car had the sensors and the salesman forgot to tell you that your car didn't have the sensors i can see me running into the the into the door in the garage absolutely uh, or uh, worse that's scary ending up in the kitchen yeah. okay ladies and gentlemen uh we are going to get back to rick and Stu, and uh Stu's, uh rick's got some youtubes right uh one quick one here from richard he says, what is your take on a car buying info service called YAA? We love it. Great and, question. Uh, we're members. We're paying members. And uh, we recommend it. Uh, I don't have the website written down in front of me. but uh, hmm? Oh, fantastic. YAA.org. Uh, uh, it's a father and son company. And uh, the father has a wealth of uh, uh, on hands-on automobile experience and his son uh, approached him uh, three or four years ago and said hey dad let's do a consumer advocacy advocacy uh, I say show it's online they do a lot of YouTube and a lot of videos they have a big membership a big following and you can go online look up a dealer and find out what the YAA um, is it your auto advocate is that what it is your auto advocate uh, YAA and uh, you can get a kind of a report card on dealers in your area. Uh, we've worked with them. Uh, Nancy is on their female advisory board. And uh, uh, one of the owners called the show about a month ago. So uh, we highly recommend YAA.org. Is that correct? .org. 
Org. Very and, good. and they have a wealth of information. It's just an amazing, and you'll definitely benefit by going to yaa.org. Uh, we are going to go to uh, Chuck, who's calling us from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Stillwater, Oklahoma? Actually, Stillwell. Everybody thinks Stillwater. That's where the <laughs> Oklahoma Cowboys football team is from, I think. Oh. Actually, it was Stillwell near Fayetteville, Arkansas, the strawberry capital of America. Oh, boy. Go. Strawberries. Well, how's Stillwell? <laughs> Stillwell is about 5,000 population. Actually, we're famous for uh, the Cherokee Nation. Okay. We're right in the middle of the Cherokee Nation. Oh, right. how exciting. Yeah, it's it's nice. Uh, grew up near Chicago, three generation steel workers. Uh, lived in big cities, Houston and uh, Indianapolis, many years. Uh, brother was in uh, General Motors all his life, so we got a lot of car guys. And yeah. also, I worked uh, near the Indianapolis 500 for 13 years, so Look at I got really interested in all the cars and whatnot. And I love watching your show; it's uh, very informative. Thank you. Uh, kind of what I was calling about is. I watched a program on PBS last week on the Teslas mm-hmm. and the autonomous driving. Mm-hmm. And so my question was, I remember you saying that you had to get a rating mm-hmm. in order to go into autonomous driving. Yeah, they're uh, testing the drivers, and they're also testing their own employees. They recently lowered the score that you had to, uh, you had to drive 30 days previously. You had to drive 30 days and get a 100 perfect score. And uh, the computer built into the car monitors everything you do, and they, me- they measure your safety. I got up to 99. I just slipped to 98. But I found out the other day that uh, they are thinking about lowering it to 95. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, once, a, once I uh, get the full autonomy turned on, it'll be uh, a lot of fun and be very helpful. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you, 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 you mentioned that because uh, I'm 81 years old. Uh, Nancy's 80. Uh, my driver's license, my Florida driver's license, needs to be renewed in two years. Uh, Every old person uh, thinks about driving, and it's, uh, you know, they call them sometimes their cars, their freedom machines. They're very important to people, especially elderly people. And I think all the time about, you know, know, if I'm lucky and I live long enough, they're going to tell me I can't drive anymore. And I'm thinking, boy, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have fully autonomous, safe cars in time for me to enjoy it and for Nancy to enjoy it, and we would be able to actually use our freedom machines and get in our car and and go to Publix or the grocery store and go to the doctor's office or go to the Walgreens or CVS, uh, go to the movies or wherever we want to go, hop in the car, take me to uh, Publix in Tequesta, Florida, and it would do that. Now we would say, take me home. That way, uh, hopefully, they would be safe enough and be affordable enough that everyone could continue to drive for as long as they lived. Were you able to see the uh, PBS show at all? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to catch a, a video on that. That sounds very interesting. What what date it, did it, it air? It was, it was fantastic. Uh, Uber Uber's putting up big money because uh-huh. they want to go to all autonomous. Uh-huh. And, well. and other organizations, of course, all the universities have been studying this for many years. They have a, 
a contest they run for quite a few years now where they have, uh, oh, I forget, it's out in the desert somewhere or whatever, and they have, like, all the universities and places that are working on this technology. They have a contest, like, about 25 vehicles. They have to go through a course, mm-hmm. and then whoever wins it, uh, you know, gets the prize and whatnot wow. Wow. Uh, to do more research. Right. That, that uh, program but, was actually started by DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects of America, uh, it's a government agency yeah. that challenged all the commu- the colleges and universities to uh, come out and compete for their prize. Absolutely, because the military made the, they had the, the first autonomous driving vehicles in the, in the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hey, uh, uh, Chuck, did you say that was last weekend? It was just like a week ago. Uh, it hadn't been that many days. I, I, I just happened to flip on PBS, and I'm like, this is really interesting. So. I, I put on my DVR and taped everything, but uh, uh, what I was going to ask you, because what they said was that Tesla had that autonomous driving on the highway because the cars have to be going in the same direction for it to kind of work good, and they didn't they didn't really want you to use it. Are you able to use it on your regular streets in your town? Well, when they turn it on, I will, and it's uh, I, I, I hadn't heard that about the same way. Uh, I, I think the fully autonomous is pretty much fully autonomous. It's uh, uh, You have to be uh, in the driver's seat prepared to take over because it's it hasn't been perfected, obviously, and Teslas have had a number of accidents and some deaths uh, when the car was in the fully autonomous mode. So it, it's a work in process, but it's moving very rapidly. And uh, if I qualify, and I hopefully I will when they lower the score to 95, um, I will be very, very careful, and I'm not going to trust it. I'm not going to be in the back seat uh, reading the newspaper while they take me to the grocery store. I'll be right there ready to grab the wheel and hit the brake right. if I have to. So, yeah, but I, I, the way, the way technology is moving, I think in a couple of years, I think it, they will have uh, – uh, uh, autonomous car that's safer than a human driver. Uh, it'll never be perfect, but I think look at look at human drivers. I mean, they're texting, they're drinking the coffee. Uh, yeah, you know, they're so. If you are on full autonomy, it won't be perfect, and there will be accidents and deaths, but far fewer than what we see with human beings. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, and uh, I really enjoy your show, and I try to spread the word to all my friends. Well, thanks, Chuck. I appreciate it. Uh, Oklahoma, I tell you, every time you hear it, I want to burst into song. Oklahoma. <laughs> well, you know what, Tommy? I mean, thank you, too. I grew up near Chicago, and when I was a kid, we'd go up to Chicago to do whatever we did, and it was like driving in a, a, a demolition derby. <laughs> tell me about it. I know, I know Miami, Los Angeles, all the big towns. In fact, where we live now is... Uh, yeah, I, I'm only fully aware of how crazy drivers are since I've been trying to get my score up to 100. And I, I mean, before I was a crazy driver, so you know, a crazy driver just accepts all the other crazy drivers. So now I'm trying to be a responsible driver, and I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm maybe one percent of the road cars on the road drive carefully. You know, what we ought to do. They ought to. They ought to like offer us to all cars and have some big incentive, like you, you win a vacation if you get a hundred score for a year. Great idea. Great yeah. idea. Well, let's see, I drove the eighty ninety four from Gary, Indiana to Chicago, and that was pretty crazy. But we did business down in Palm Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. so we we would go down there quite often. 
And finally, I took my wife because she hadn't been to Miami Beach. I said, well, let's go down to Miami Beach. The yacht show's going on. Mm -hmm. So we rented a car and drove down to Miami Beach. What is that, I-95? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've That's never fun. seen. I've never seen people drive that fast and that crazy in my life, and I've been all, all over America. Yeah. Mm. No, it's fun down here. you got to keep your crazy hat on when you head that way. <laughs> Chuck, thanks okay, a lot. Well, thank I, you for uh, having my call. Please call again, will you? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Have a nice day. Have a great Fourth of July. For those Thank of you, us Chuck. who grew up, learned to drive down here, I think we have a special, uh, you know, we, we hold a special, you know, ability, a yeah. special place in the driving world. Well, what you have to do, and this is the problem. I think you, what you mean is the, seasoned. Yeah. When you're, you're on a the, seasoned driver. When you're on the road, you have to be aggressive, um, and because everybody else is aggressive. You taught me how to be. And aggressive. if you if you have a, a schedule, and if you have to be somewhere. Uh, you, and you leave in time, you want to get there in time. And uh, so you have to drive unsafely to get where you're going. Well, with, with the advent of like maps, like Apple Maps and things like that, my aggressive driving has cut, has been cut, eliminated because I now I, I leave mm -hmm. at the right time and I know exactly how long it's going to take me to get where I'm going. Well, you were in the 90s when you had your Tesla. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, no, I wasn't in the 90s. You weren't? Oh. No, you, 87. Briefly, briefly. 80, no, 87 was my top score, I think. <laughs> Okay, where are we? Okay, we're going to go back to the phones where Kyle is waiting. Um, he's calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Kyle. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, uh, before my uh, before my question, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate uh, you guys as a dealer and everything that you guys do. It's, it's such a pleasure going there instead of being, you know, the opposite like a lot of dealers are. Um, Thank you. And just some of the people, Leo in sales, uh, Jason mm -hmm. in the office, and and Stephen and Anthony are the ones I've dealt with, and they're all just fantastic. Oh, so thanks. Thanks very much. Their praises a little. They're all yep. great. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. My, my question was about um, ordering a car. You guys touched on it about a month ago, like what happens when you order a car nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, with a Toyota, you're putting you're not really putting the order in, but you're you're waiting for like an allocation to Correct. come that that matches like mm -hmm. the color and everything. Um, pr yeah, you're pretty close. Um, every two weeks, um, a new batch of cars are issued to all the deal Toyota dealers. That's the allocations, and um, <clears throat> we get a we get a bunch, and it's based on the the cars we had sold prior, um, and also how fast we're we're selling them. Um, when we get up the cars, um, sometimes we get very lucky and get exact matches as far as like the model number and the color. And sometimes we're, we're close and then our inventory manager goes into a frenzy and begins trading these VIN numbers to, to match the oldest orders. And so we fill the orders. So we get a bunch of cars and then we sort them out um, to the best of our ability. And I don't want to brag, we, but we've been kind of operating with this model for years even before the pandemic we've historically we've been taking orders um and we sell cars all over the country so when this hit us we kind of already had a system in place and we know how to manage it um so it's pretty efficient but it is uh, it's, it's a, a lot we i think i mentioned we are approaching a thousand orders we have 1200 orders right now on our in our order log 1200 orders and um so, um, yeah, so it, it is, it's kind of a, the, the Toyota system wasn't desi designed for this, um, but, you know, thankfully we've, um, luckily, <laughs> we're, we're, we kind of built a system before this thing hit. So if you, like, if you did put an order in and, and it's like a six-month wait, um, would, it, would it be possibly faster if you gave more of a, 
if you gave uh, several colors that yes. you might be okay with. Or, oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. And, and we, we we mentioned that if you're if if you're flexible with color or equipment, because um, what happens is. Um, about 15% of our orders um, um, cancel every month, just on average, for various reasons. And so vehicles come available, we go to the oldest orders, try to fill those, um, and we will approach somebody with an older order and says, hey, I know you're waiting for a silver car, but this white one became available. Um, so, and we give them the opportunity. If they don't want it, it'll go to the next um, oldest order in, 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 that, in that order. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, that's a very good point, mm-hmm. Stu. And um, also equipment too. So if you're if you're open to equipment, this came up. A qu- caller had a question uh, earlier about uh, poor equipment. Um, we don't make anybody take any uh, poor equipment at all, um, especially not toy guard. Um, but if there is a, a dealer has yeah, a vehicle, port, port equipment is installed by not the dealer, manufacturer, but by the distributor. Distributor, yeah. Right. And the Southeast right. uh, Toyota is a distributor. There are not too many distributors, so that isn't a problem like, around the world. Right. But it's, it's just in South Florida. Yeah, yeah around here. And so, um, so I can like imagine a, a, a situation. And stuff like that. Yeah, but I can imagine a situation where even a. a, a, a a vehicle came available and it had toy guard on it and we wouldn't have ordered it that way but we would say hey it's got this stuff and give you the opportunity to say yes or yeah, no toyota guard sells for 6.99 and we pass along at our cost which is 250 dollars. okay um so yeah because i ordered a rav4 hybrid about uh, i think about four months ago and i think okay. there's still no date or anything like right. that i'm not sure that's one like, of the, the, the new the people hybr- ordering hybrids that's like, a tough what, one what those wait times are yeah, the the wait times for the hybrids, the Rav4 hybrids, the um, Highlander hybrids, it's, they're longer than than the regular ones. So, um, uh, I don't, when did you order it? Uh, March. In March. Um, yeah. What was the estimated time that they gave you um, back then? Uh, I think Leo had mentioned maybe around three months, but I understand that there's no way to know really yeah. exactly. Yeah, we're so, seeing six yeah. months uh, on some vehicles, uh, a year on some really hard to get ones too. I don't, I don't think yours will take. Yeah, any, I tell you year. what, uh, Kyle, that's great, uh, great news that you just shared. Uh, you said three months. I have a customer that uh, waited one year uh, for a ruby red. And towards the end of waiting for that, they decided that, you know, maybe they'd just stick a black uh, hybrid RAV4. Uh, but three months, uh, that's sweet. Uh, to wait a year, well, he hasn't got the they're going to bend so a little. car hasn't come yeah, yet. We, we so uh, during, the, during that wait time, you'll bend a little as far as, uh, you know, features and color is concerned. Yeah, is that something I should could contact uh, the salesman about and possibly say I'm more open to other colors if, if I want? Absolutely, that would be really helpful. I mean, I know that when things, if something comes available, um, you will get a call um, uh, from Leo. But um, yeah, let them know ahead of time just to, get, to be a little proactive and, and maybe get a little bit more information on the yeah, ETA. The, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And uh, if I had a car order today and I was in your shoes, uh, I would be contacting the dealership and the salesman. Yeah, I would not want to sell a car to yeah. Earl. Every every month. Uh, well, the, the things fluctuate. And, and uh, I had a customer call me the other day, and I recommended to what, what color? I says, order a white car. That's the most popular color, and they build more of them uh, if you get an off color. So uh, and situations change. So by, by calling the dealership and saying, where are we now? Uh, and then getting feedback, you're the squeaky wheel, say, okay, I got a red car ordered, supposing I make it a white car. And, and then, you, well, if you get a white car, you can get one next month. I mean, the, you have to kind of work with the dealer, but don't order the car and go home and wait because 
you're not the squeaky wheel. The squeaky wheel is going to get the car. Being flexible is really important, Cal, being flexible. That car that you're uh, waiting for, for instance, my example that I mentioned a moment ago, somebody ordering a car in January, and uh, eight months into it, they decide, hey, Nancy, what would happen if I didn't want the ruby red? What if I got something? I said, that's a great idea. Very good idea. And here's another reason uh, we're talking about our dealership, but uh, a lot of people have cars ordered at dealerships all over the country, and uh, this would never happen in our dealership. But your car might come in, and uh, you have a price of $3,000 over MSRP, and somebody comes in and offers $4,000 over MSRP and buys your car. So uh, that's another reason to stay on top of it when you order a car. You want to know, especially when the car is going to be shipped, invoiced, and that way you're really, they know you're waiting for that car. They're not going to sell it to somebody else. But if they haven't heard from you in three or four months uh, and somebody comes in, salesman takes advantage of the opportunity. Sell it out from under you. Exactly. <laughs> or, or God forbid you take a vacation and they can't get in touch with you for, in a, for a day you know, yeah. and they use and, that as an excuse and remember this kyle you're not going to wear out your uh, you know your your way of getting in touch with somebody at any of the dealerships i mean communication is a great idea and it takes you far okay that's really helpful information everyone i appreciate it thanks kyle give us a call again hey, happy fourth of july thank, thank you. you happy fourth of july to you 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, we are going to go to Yeah, Stu. we got some texts. Uh, got a text from Bob. He says, good morning concerning tires. I had an experience with the Space Saver tire. It was in a 2006 vehicle. One day as I was driving, it exploded in the trunk. Oh. A, a, an approximate one foot tear in the sidewall was ripped open um, mm. people should check how old their tires their spare tire this spare tire was never used and it's easy to forget about it what causes that is this, it exploded just heat wow. pressure um i mean it's <clears throat> the space saver spare so it's just a little donut right but remember those donuts so however are pressurized intended to be pressurized yeah. at 60 psi which is generally about double what a normal tire pressure is yeah. And they are a lightweight thing. They're only meant for a temporary yeah. use of about 40 so to 50 happened. miles. So heat, rubber degradation, and it just finally, I like, would have like, to a, guess that. like an old can of soup with botulism. And possibly the tire was a little defective right from the factory. Maybe the sidewall had a, a bubble or small defect in it. There you go. And yeah. just over time, it finally... What I want to know, Bob, if you can text, did you hear this explosion and were you driving and it scared the crap out of you? I mean, because that's the first thing I thought of. I mean, or if it woke you up in the middle of the night, it sounded like a shotgun going off. Either way, that's that's terrifying. Uh, Got a text here from James in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, James wants to know what our thoughts, hey, this is probably for you, Dad. Uh, What is your thoughts on the new, uh, quote unquote, new FTC proposal? Now, most of the ideas have already been rules in place, but not enforced. So the FTC is proposing a ban on bait and switch claims, fraudulent drunk junk fees. They're calling them junk fees, surprise junk fees, um, bait and switch, uh, other uh, tactics. And so they're proposing this. It's going to go um, public, go to public comments on this thing. So if it does, we we will be encouraging people on the show to go in favor but the question is and i'll turn it over to earl is all it's the same question as enforcement you can have all the rules in the world that you want uh, but if you can't if you're not going to enforce it what's the point and you and i talked about this yesterday morning 
And I told you how excited I was about it, and you told me about the, well, shared with me the pros and cons. Well, it's like a lot of uh, government uh, mm-hmm. good intent. They don't do their research. They don't do their homework. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm so happy the Federal Trade Commission is thinking about making some more rules uh, as far as what car dealers could do, uh, cannot do when they're de- selling cars. They're, they're deceiving their customers now. But they, they, you can see they haven't been in the trenches. They haven't gone down there. They were talking, I recall some of the language had to do about uh, accessories. Yeah. Uh, Charging uh, junk fees for fraudulent add-ons and products and services that provide no benefit to the consumer. You see, the the danger here's here's the crux of it, and they just don't get it. Uh, You can the 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 junk fee, the junk add-ons, the 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 things are are pre-installed by the dealer. In other words, the car's on the lot, the customer hadn't even come in the door, and they put nitrogen in the tires, and they put uh, some Mickey Mouse wax on it, uh, they put uh, they tent the windows, they put on some cheap stripes, and I go on and on and on, and pretty soon they got $1,000 worth of uh, products that cost them $200, right. and it's all on the car. They don't put it in the advertisement. The customer comes in for the advertised price, and when they sign the paperwork, they got an extra thousand dollars. What's this? Yeah. I don't want those items. I'm sorry. They're pre-installed. I can't take them off. Well, that's why I think that this rule here. Yeah. The, 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 the one rule of all this, I, I agree with you on that. They're going to say because especially if the language is any vague at all, and they say it doesn't have a value, and they'll, they'll the value, but they're requiring something. They want to require something called the. They have to disclose a something called the true offering price. And listen to this. It would, it's the full price a consumer would pay, excluding only taxes and government fees. Oh, I love that. I didn't get to so that. So if, there if there's a big so thing that's true offering price on every ad, they, then can, they, they, they can forget everything else and, and just that, put that in there. And let people compare. A simple, simple. See, that's the government. Uh, if they can say something in 25 words or less, they'll give you 2,500 right. words or less. All they have to do is say it is against the law, federal law, and it will be enforced. Car dealers cannot advertise cars with anything except government fees and that's added. what this is yeah that's what this ha- that's and a part yeah. of the proposal yeah and that if they pass that forget the rest of it I, you don't care yeah you just want to know what the price is and then not be tricked when you uh, sign the paperwork it right. was exciting that the federal trade commission was getting involved and it was uh, you know exposed everybody was reading that you can also go to yaa.org and you can read about the uh, Federal Trade Commission and their move forward. Hey, hey, Bob got back to us on the exploding spare tire. He said it sounded like a gun going off. He believed it was due to heat um, deterioration in the vehicle parked every day in the outside South Florida sun. So, uh, And it happened a few years ago. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you're all right, and I'm glad your heart's okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks for getting back with us. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones where we're going to talk to Mark in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. And uh, Marty, hold on. We'll be right with you. Good morning, Mark. Good morning to you all, and good morning to all your listeners. Um, I have just two little snippets here, uh, basically on comments I've already heard on this morning's show. Um, A little clarification. Let's say I come in with a uh, car, uh, you know, the the gas and the electric car. I'm sorry, I'm suffering from a brain pause here. Hybrid? Uh, What do they call that? Hybrid, yeah, hybrid. And uh, I have a battery failure after, um, let's say, four years, and they've got to replace the battery. I've heard the conversations about, you know, how they take the old battery and they recondition it or rebuild. Uh, 
Now, when I get a new battery for the car, you know, the replacement battery, is that going to be a brand new battery from the manufacturer or the, the battery manufacturer? Or am I going to get a rebuild, you know, where I, I bought the car with a brand new battery and that's failed? Do I get a brand new battery again or do I get uh, a rebuild battery and is that disclosed to the uh, consumer? It's whichever one you ask for. I mean, you can get you get either one. Nope. If you're getting it under warranty, it will be a factory brand well, new I battery. I don't think you said warranty. Well, at four years old, it'd be warranty. Okay, well, uh, uh, were you talking warranty, uh, Mark, or, or just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and, you know, sidestep on that, uh, how long is a battery on on a car like that warranty for? Depends on the brand. Uh, Toyota is what? 10 years, 150,000 miles. So you need to know the, the brand, and and, uh, and usually they'll... Yeah, I was talking about, I was, uh, I'm sorry. If I didn't mention, I was talking about a Camry because that's what I drive. Okay, okay. yeah. But uh, I, I, I was just wondering, rebuild versus new. Yeah, I thought you were talking out of warranty. If you're out of warranty, uh, then you can either buy a new battery or rebuild. The rebuild's a better value, but under warranty, certainly, you want a new battery. Yeah. All right, second thing is I'm confused here about when you're talking about if I go into any dealer, not necessarily yours, but if I go into any dealer right now and I have to order a car and it's, you know, expected in three months, and let's say it's a midnight blue RAV4, now it comes in, it hits the ground at a specific dealer. And um, am I to understand that, let's say, if I haven't gotten a phone call yet that my car is in, and another consumer is walking the lot and they say, hey, Boy, that's a beautiful midnight blue Rav Four. Is that available for sale? And the salesman says, "Well, no, that's already a purchased vehicle." And they say, "Well, hey, um, you know, how much are they paying for it?" And the salesman says, "Well, three grand over cost." And that consumer would say, "Hey, I'll offer you four grand over cost." Is that am I to understand that that could possibly be a situation yeah. where my new car sitting on the lot could be sold to that? It probably happens more often. They're offering yeah. more money. It probably happens today more often than ever because yeah. of the shortage. But it's always been that uh, people will come in before COVID. Yeah. They come into a car dealership, they buy the car, and they say, "I'll be in tomorrow and pick it up." And they come back the next day. Somebody came in and paid them more money, and the car got delivered. And they make excuses. It's all about the money, Mark. Uh, if you have an ordered car, and, I, and we had an earlier caller about this, uh, I said the squeaky, squeaky wheel gets the oil. You need to call right. and get the status on your car. Now, when your car finally is built, there will be a VIN number. And get the VIN number and make that part of your purchase document. And when you have a purchase document with the VIN number for the car you bought, then you have a legal binding contract. And if they sell that car to somebody else, you could sue them for damages and uh, scare the hell out of them, if nothing else. But they're breaking the law. They're violating the contract. Until you get the VIN, it's anybody's word about uh, whose car it was. But when you have the VIN, you have specificity, and you can't get screwed. And so now what happens to me as this dealership's loyal customer and let's say I come in and go, hey, um, 
I understand my car hit the ground here, and well, it's been sold to another consumer. Now, where does that put me? Back to uh, ordering the car, uh, you know, having to wait another three months for a midnight blue rap for? Yes, you are, and you should take action against the dealership. That's uh, that's uh, unforgivable, and again, uh, important that everybody listening out there, because a lot of cars, most cars, are, are being ordered today, and you have to watch that car and track it and know when it's coming in, know what the VIN number is, or this can happen to you. And that's just the way business is. Mark, we've got three callers waiting, and thank you very much for the call, and uh, please call again next week. That's it. I'm just saying that's bad consumer uh, relations between the dealer and the consumer. You better Thanks. believe Have it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. That was a great question. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Marty, who's uh, calling us from West Palm Beach. And uh, Bill, hang on, we'll be right with you. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you? Great, thank you. Happy Fourth of July. Same to you and everybody there. I got a quick question. I ordered a fully loaded Camry from your dealership in March. Then I decided, uh, oh, maybe a month ago, I said to make it a hybrid. So I was told that that didn't affect the order at all because it didn't. Uh, they hadn't even started building the car. Correct. So when I was in for service last week, I asked Jason, and he told me I'm number 305 out of 1,200 or whatever is coming to your dealership. Can you tell by number 305? Is that another three months, no, six months? No, we can't. We can't because that's all by each model and each color. Every, right. every variable has a different um, time frame. So. In, in the 304 people ahead of you, there are some people that are got a year wait. Some people have been waiting, you know, a month. I mean, it's it's all mixed up. So, what do you think personally for a Camry hybrid? And it's not that I need it. There's no urgency. Yeah. Take you longer to get a hybrid than a non-hybrid. So, it's your choice. Yeah. The best uh, here, if you want the 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 best estimate of your time of arrival is to call Jason, uh, Jason Lady, and um, and he can yeah. give you uh, the best idea because he, he is, him and Matt have a feeling for the, the, the rhythm of these things or by model, you know. Um, if you ask me, I would call him myself to find out to get the best estimate for you. Yeah, and then my other question is, which I'll try to make brief, is I'm going to bring my, my current car in to your dealership and see what you're going to give me for it. Right. If I don't like your trade-in value and I go somewhere else, mm -hmm. will you take the higher price from somebody else? Or yeah. sure. Of course. Um, we'll, oh. make the, we'll make the deal with the other uh, yeah. offer. So Yeah, the only yeah. thing you need to consider, just to make, remember, is that this is a sales tax savings. So you add 6.5% uh, of, of the value back, right. you know, when you said this, as long as you're looking at that. Right. But we encourage everybody to do that and also do some easier stuff, too. Um, you know, around the time shortly before you're going to be trading it in, um, you know, once you get a, a, a date, um, try Carvana and Vroom and these other online things because it's easy. You can do it right from your kitchen table and, and get a, a firm figure right there. So you know, I get multiple sources and, and do, go, go with the highest, but just remember the sales tax part of it. Thanks, yeah, Ronnie. No, Appreciate the call. Okay. Have a great have, weekend, have, Marty. Have Thanks. a good weekend. Stay in touch. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to go to Bill, who has been holding. Good morning, Bill. Bill's yeah. calling from Summerfield, Florida. Good morning, Bill. Uh, good morning. I think you mean Ron. And uh, good morning. 
Ron. Ron. Hey, Ron. Uh, I have a question for you. Can you explain torque, pound-feet of torque, and how that uh, compares to horsepower? Can you explain those three items? To put it out in the most basic terms, torque is what gets a load moving. That's the, the power that spins the wheels and gets the load moving, makes the car start moving, and gets you going forwards. The more torque you have, the heavier the weight you can push. Horsepower is how fast you can reach, how fast you can actually get up to speed, uh, or how high a speed you can actually reach. The more horsepower you have, the higher the speed the car can eventually reach. Uh, most engines try to have a nice balance between torque and horsepower to where you've got enough torque to get the engine, uh, get the car rolling and enough horsepower to get up to highway speeds. Well, let, let me ask you this 80, question. 90 Rick. miles an hour. Rick, let me ask you this question. Does, does horsepower can't be separated from torque. If, if you, your rear end ratio uh, is going to determine the torque of the car, right, along with the horsepower. So, yes. So you could have a very high horsepower car and you would have a very low, a very, uh, I don't know whether it's low or high, but a, not a high torque rear end, and, and you wouldn't have a lot of torque. Or you have to, if you want to have the maximum acceleration, then you want to have the right rear end paired with the maximum horsepower to fit with that torque and that rear end. Right, all, all the gearing has got to be engineered in. Uh, it, it all has to do with the build of the engine, the transmission itself, whether it's rear wheel drive, front wheel drive, it doesn't matter. It's going to be in the design as to whether you're building something that has lots of torque, lots of horsepower, or a middle point in somewhere in the middle. And say if you've got, if, if you want to pull a boat, you want a vehicle like a good solid truck that has lots of torque that can get that heavy load moving. But at the same time, this isn't a vehicle that's going to do high speeds. Yeah. If you want something with lots of high speed, you want high horsepower and not so much torque. Yeah, so the torque is a measure of force, mm -hmm. right? Okay, the, folks. The pound, the pound feet, what, how's that measured? Uh, it's a calculation that basically the, the more foot-pounds of torque you have, the bigger the load you can get moving. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, That's how they how, measure torque. How far, right. how much, how much you know, when you talk about foot-pounds, pounds of force to move so many feet. So it takes X number of pounds of force to move 10 right. feet. Uh, it takes 2X to move 20 feet. So, uh, and all of this right. equation is, is decided by the horsepower. You could have, if you had a little bitty engine, uh, and you could have you could have something that would deliver a huge amount of torque, it's not gonna do it unless it has the power to drive the, mm -hmm. the, the wheels. So Correct. Uh, okay. okay. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Okay, so if you want to go fast, horsepower is real important. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I have a, uh, a real quick, somebody, uh, uh, I'm sorry, James from Phoenix, uh, Texas, with a correction that we gave some bad information. Uh, it's joinyaa.com is the web, website, joinyaa.com, not yaa.org. That's yeah, that goes to like a dance uh, or uh, oh. something else, and it's also it's called it's called um, your Advocate Alliance. It's not your auto auto advocate. Yeah. Um, they originally were your auto advocate, but they, they were, I think they were in conflict with another. Uh, they had to change their name because there was another 
company established. And so. who sent the text? That's from uh, James and Phoenix, and he sent the website. It's uh, joinyaa.com. And I just, James. Yep. Thank, thank you, for you so much. <laughs> we definitely aren't perfect here. That's for sure. Thank you so much. And that yaa.com. Boy, what a great place to go. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, and thank you for listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. Okay, uh, we've got YouTubes to get to, we've got some texts to get to, and our calls. Uh, we have shut down the lines, and we're going to go to... Neither or. Well, I got one, just one quick one here. Uh, John says, I've been in contact with one of your salespersons for Avenza. Uh, not taking orders anymore for 2022s, and cannot order the 2023 until August, and was told the wait time after order could be more than a year. I'm going to order it, but it seems the car will essentially be a year old upon delivery from an equity standpoint. I've been told I am on the list to call as soon as 2023 models can be ordered, so just waiting. My present car is a 2008 and should have been replaced before this. Um, the equity situation, you don't pay for the car until you take delivery, so there's no loss of uh, equity. You're not depreciating your car until you actually pay for it and take delivery of it. Well, yeah, let me say this. You can order the car now. You just can't be specific, but we there will be a waiting list until we have the specifics. We won't have the price, but if you want a 223, yep. 2023, uh, you describe the car you want, and... We will take the order. It'll be unofficial because we can't tell you any specifics. Well, it's just we're, we have contact in your yeah. name down. And we should be doing that. So yeah. we, we just don't, we shouldn't tell the customer, I'm sorry, you can't order the car now. We should say, you can order the car now. Give me as many details as you can. We might not be able to get the color or the equipment you want, but just tell us if you had your druthers, what you'd want in that 2023. Right. And we will order the car from a waiting list right. perspective. So that way, you're going to get your car sooner than all the other people that call in yeah and they are and they they're in the the system with their name address and everything in the vehicle of interest it's just that there's nothing happening right now so well, I don't the rest that's, the, that's not what this guy said he's uh well he he says he's on the list oh okay so thank to you. be called as soon as right. the 20 oh, can be that's, ordered. That's, that's what we're doing get on the list yeah that's what we're doing okay uh next one we have we have some anonymous feedback as long as people keep buying cars at exorbitant marked up prices over MSRP, the dealers will have no incentive to drop the market value add-ons. And that's, uh, well, that's true. As long as people are willing to pay the prices, that's how, that's how it works. And uh, when, when people push back or are no longer interested, uh, prices will come down. Uh, next one from Anonymous Feedback. If someone is dumb enough to pay $16,000 over sticker price for a Mercedes-Benz, they deserve to get hosed. The Mercedes salesman Yeesh. at Mercedes-Benz at North Palm <laughs> Beach is most likely working next door by now. That's harsh. That's pretty harsh. Uh, and I think this was well, yeah, from last week. I, I can't. I, I have to comment. Uh, Anybody that pays, well, how much was it? Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand is too much money. But if you if you, if you're worth a billion dollars, it's chump change. So, but what's happening now? We're saying, you know, the wealth the, the wealthier getting wealthier, and the poor are getting poorer. We have this situation going on in the country, and uh, it uh, people are, uh, are you know you're, they're paying crazy money for homes and cars, uh, and they're not getting hosed because. 
they got a whole lot of money and they can do it. The dealers know this and they realize it. The, the, the people that can't afford it aren't able to buy a car and that's the real pain. If they need a car, uh, the prices are being driven up to a point that they can't afford and if they need a car, they can't buy a car. So that's the damage. It's, it's not, it's not that, there are a few dumb people paying uh, right. Do, do not weep for the Mercedes customer. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the Rolls Royce customer. No, I mean, we, I, there was a point that we brought up before, uh, which is this does trickle down into the, the the used market. And there are plenty of regular working class people that are buying, you know, yeah. Mercedes and BMWs uh, used a few years old, you know, realtors, yeah. things like that, just trying yeah. to make it. So yeah. it does it does squeeze people. But, yeah, when a guy comes in and buys a brand new uh, whatever Mercedes, pays well, 20000 I, I look at these Corvettes. The limited edition cars, you know there's only going to be 20 of them or 200 of them, and they're they're charging some incredible price, and people pay it. They're not stupid. They just got too much money. Right. Yeah. All right. I got nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, before I do the uh, mystery shopping report, uh, may I have my blog? Uh, uh, this is, uh, Nancy mentioned this at the start of the show, open le- letter to Ron DeSantis. And... Uh, it's my effort. Uh, I had an open letter uh, to uh, our attorney general. Uh, pre- previous to that, it was ignored. And we've talked many times on the show about we got plenty of laws. We just don't enforce the laws. So, you know, the government, every time they want a little PR and they want to get some more votes, they make a law. And a lot of times they fight about it. And it takes too long. And they keep making laws. Uh, I read the other day, I think it was yesterday or the day before in Florida, there's 150 new laws on the books. 150 new laws. I don't know what the laws are. I might be able to name three or four of them. But they just keep cranking out these laws. And they don't tell the police or anybody else about it. I mean, they don't even tell the, the voters about it. They make these laws. So we've already got laws on the books that protect car buyers. So in, a, in, a, in just a futile final attempt, Probably, I hope it's not futile. I wrote this letter, letter to the governor of DeSantis, and I just spoke to him, uh, you know, just got real. Say, listen, uh, here's what's going on. Uh, you've got a lot of car buyers being screwed. Uh, the dealers are charging thousands of dollars over sticker price because they can get away with. And then they're adding the junk fees, and then they're adding dealer-installed options. They're raping the consumers of Florida because I'm talking to the governor of Florida. You know about it. I know about it. Everybody knows about it. Why don't you do something about it? Well, the reason, and I say this in the blog, the reason you don't do anything about it is you're looking for votes. And I'm not picking on DeSantis. Every politician, that's what they got to have. What good is it to be a professional politician if you don't get elected? How are you going elect, to get elected if you don't tell the truth, if you do tell the truth? I should say, and you want to pick, you want to pick the right causes. So I'm saying to DeSantis in this uh, letter, here's a great cause for you to get. He's going to run for president uh, next year, and he wants to uh, get elected president of the United States. Everybody that votes, most everybody that votes drives a car. Most everybody that votes buys a car. If you could just somehow develop a platform saying just what this uh, FTC law is considering saying car dealers cannot sell a car quote a price on a car advertise a car unless it is the full price out the door plus tax and tag only plus government fees only if you can if you can enforce that law which we already have on the books 
enforce it. Tell your attorney general to go and start charging these people. You will create a, a landslide of support from voters, not just from Florida, but all over the United States. So uh, that, that's a blog. It's on uh, EarlOnCars.com. Um, it's on Facebook. It's in the, it's in the Florida Weekly. Uh, it's not going to be in the hometown news because they thought it was too political. And I didn't agree with them, but... Did I hear it, you say? It's their newspaper. It's kind of rhetoric, but uh, it's not in the hometown news. No. Guess why? It's too political. Happy Fourth of July, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, I'll tell you what. Huh. Freedom of speech. Well, we it's a we beautiful can, thing. We can't do the mystery shopping report because I can't find it. So. Oh, okay, you can have mine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can uh, vote for the mystery shopping report uh, by going to uh, our text uh, line, which is 772-497-6530. Special thank you to Agent Lightning. She did another fabulous job. And a special thank you to Stu uh, for his involvement in this, in his eloquent writing. And also, I want to take a moment uh, before we uh, go to the Mystery Shopping Report to wish Josh Stewart a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, little brother. Yay. <laughs> My baby boy. Okay, uh, Mystery Shop of Mike Erdman Nissan. Agent Lightning was back on the road again this week, on the road again, when she paid a visit to Cocoa Beach and Mike Erdman Nissan. It's always nice to get out of town, see what car dealers are up to outside of our usual stomping ground. We've delivered reports from all over the state of Florida, Miami to Pensacola, and we've identified some patterns. We discovered that the further away you get from South Florida, Sodom and Gomorrah, a.k.a. The belly of the beast, and that's Stu's term. Um, I love that term. I'm, I might replace Sodom and Gomorrah with the belly of the beast. <laughs> uh, the better the dealers tend to behave. So you, you, you just keep moving north from South Florida, things get better. Except when you get close to the big metro areas like Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville. We also learned that smaller family-owned dealerships are on average a little better. I mean, there's, there's some pretty nasty ones yeah, out there. They're not saints. In general, exactly, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we've also found out that during these pandemic-induced once-in-a-lifetime market conditions, it's entirely predictable what will happen at most, if not all, dealerships. We know that the prices given to Lightning for new cars will be over MSRP. We know that in about 75% of the time, the dealers will have an addendum consisting of thousands of dollars in extra charges for cheap, dealer-installed junk, 100% nitrogen in the tires. That's... That's, that says it all. 100% of them will have some form of junk fee or fees, hidden fees, dealer fees. I mean, you, the problem is they are clever enough, the dealers are clever enough to change the names of all the uh, extra profit that they're making. So by confusing the names uh, with surprisingly yeah. uh, substantial. Like oh. 20 years ago or 25 years ago, the term dealer fee was sounded yeah. legitimate, Easy and then they wised the customers yeah. wised up. Yeah, so they have tag agency fee. Guess what? It, you're not paying the tag agency anything. They have electronic filing fee. Nothing to do with a license. It's just a profit they're making uh, for the work that they should do in their delivery of the car to you. So anyway, uh, here we are. Uh, 
That's the landscape the same out of the state of Florida, too. Agent Lightning experienced the same in Tennessee and Pennsylvania. So we've been all over. The disturbing, uh, disturbing conclusion that we're coming to is that there is no sanctuary, sanctuary for the new car buyer anywhere in America during this time in history. Having said all that, let's get to Agent Lightning's investigation of Mike Erdman, Nissan, Cocoa Beach. He also has a Toyota dealership. We know the guy. He's been around for a long time. And he has a Nissan dealership in Cocoa Beach. Even though we probably know what's going to happen in the end, it'll be a hell of a story. Operation Report. I am Agent Lightning, first person. My son and I arrived at the dealership early evening. I love it when she takes her family and she's taking her husband in too. Mm -hmm. We were struck by how huge and new the facilities were. The Nissan dealership shared the same property with Mike Erdman, Toyota. We went up there and looked at that a little while ago. Oh, we did? Yeah, when we were looking at uh, at dealerships. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. We were greeted by a salesperson as we emerged from my car. His name was Christian, and he uh, went out of his way to shake both of our hands and asked what brought us in. I told him I was there to buy a car for my son. I said we were trying to keep our price under $30,000 out the door. Christian asked us to uh, follow him inside so he could show us what what he had available. There were a few new vehicles in the showroom. We headed over and started browsing. After a few minutes, we settled on a new 2022 Nissan Rogue. Christian attempted to interest, interest us in the Nissan Kick. They got some cute names for these cars. Nissan mm-hmm. Kick. As it was smaller and less expensive, but I thought it was too small. Christian said he had a new Rogue Sport. We could drive it off to pull it around for us. He made a copy of our licenses and asked us to meet him outside. The car had an MSRP of $26,560 plus $2,000 market adjustment, making Mike Erdman's list price $28,560. Christian told us that if we buy today, we can get either a $100 Visa gas card or $350 worth of fireworks from across the street. Oh, that's so cute. That's... That's when you get out of South Florida. Yeah, that's kind slightly of a, rural. That's a small town. Yeah, small town. I mean, you know, okay. Uh, I don't. Th- I can hear the sales being now. A hundred dollar Visa card ain't gonna do it. No, no, I don't. No, 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 I'll no. take. I'll take the basket I'll of peaches. Tell you what, I'll go over across the street. You know, there's fireworks stand over there, and I'll say, uh, how much uh, do all these fireworks cost? And, and when you get a hundred dollars worth, then we'll tell them it's three hundred fifty dollars. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, my son drove on the test drive. And we listened to Kristen's description of the car features. We returned to the dealership, found the same desk we used before Christian didn't sit down. Okay. He was off to see his sales manager. Uh, that's the salesman, Christian. My son and I sat down and waited and waited. Our salesman was gone for 17 minutes. Then he returned with two forms for me to sign. This is, uh, this is interesting to me. One was so he could get the number. So you had to sign a... You had to sign a <laughs> A, a, a contract before they'll tell you the price. Okay, now I'm going to the public to buy a New York uh, choice uh, steak. I want two of them, and I don't see any price on the package. So I go up to the cashier. The cashier says, "Sign here, please." I said, "What's this?" I've got to go ask the manager 
uh, for authority to give you a price on the stakes. I bet it's a, a, a commitment that he shows. He goes, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am willing to buy, you know, yeah, I know willing I know. to buy today. Know, Are you willing yeah. to buy the stake today, sir? <laughs> yes, that's why I'm here. You're not going to buy the stake. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're not going to go to Winn-Dixie and cut my throat. You go to Winn-Dixie, you get the lowest price of the stake, and I'll meet it. I mean, so this, is, this is the game, folks. This is the if game. If you don't buy the stake, someone's going to be right behind you and buy the stake in a minute. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, one was so he could give me the numbers, and the other contract I had to sign. You know, I turned my uh, I turned my phone off. Oh, no, you didn't. It's still ringing. That's your yeah. watch ringing. Oh, that's my watch ringing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's high tech, Jimmy. High tech. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I got to. Uh, I got discombobulated here. That's okay. Uh, where, where are we? And one was so he could get the numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. And the other one. Okay, the second contract was a privacy notice that assured me that he would not sell my information. Let me interject. I know what it was, go ahead. Well, we're, we're required to have uh, privacy notices um, with every deal. The fact that it comes up at this stage is beyond me. This is something you sign in the in a finance office. Yeah. You know what it says? What it says is we can harass you to death when you leave here and we can use your phone number and your email address and your home address, and we can we can contact That's you. That's not what I don't think Mar says that. Well, anyway, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not in that language. Okay. But it says we you 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 are you give us the permission to contact you right. whether or not you buy a car. Oh, okay. They, they yeah. do say that. Yeah. Uh, it did say sir. We didn't. Ours didn't say harass. Ours says no, no. Ours doesn't what, say what harass. What about my mummy? Yeah. What What about my mummy? Do they have the right to contact her? Your mummy, no. <laughs> At some point, she wondered aloud where Christian was. Oh, you skipped was. a paragraph. Oh, I skipped a paragraph. I said, you got, well, everybody's talking to me. Yeah, I mean, nobody talks. You're getting me discombobulated. I signed the forms, and then the sales manager, Suzanne, came over. She tried to be funny and said that my son and I looked bored, and we were. Suzanne sat down, chatted with us for a minute, impressed that they have a female sales manager. Uh, at some point, she wondered aloud where Christian was. <laughs> Where's the damn salesman? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then left to find him. We waited for four minutes, and the two of them returned together. I wonder what she said. Where the hell were you? Okay. I'm not going to sell the car for you. <laughs> Suzanne reviewed uh, the worksheet. The sale price was 28560 same as the price on the addendum, 2000 over sticker MSRP. Next came 606 in taxable fees. That's a new name. See, this has been popular for a few years. Taxable fee. See, I, I, they might have got that from us on the show. I said the way to tell a phony charge from a real government fee is do you pay sales tax on it? And that, that's the acid test. So they said, oh, that's pretty good. That's obscure. We will just say taxable fees. So that's what they call them. BS fees, profits of the dealer, are also now called taxable fees. Okay, here we go. 2000 over MSRP plus... BS 606 in taxable fees and $899 dock fee, which is also a taxable fee, but they call that $899 a dock fee. Deception, you know, uh, ob obscuring the true price of the car. Real price was $3,505 over MSRP. Okay. I said I may have a hard time confessing to my son's father to pay for these extras. I asked what the $606 in taxable fees were. Oh, I love this. Suzanne said it was for window tent, <laughs> pinstripes, and road noise installation. I have never seen taxable fees 
for right. that. For that's that, that right. That, those aren't that, fees. That those are prices. That's they're a price. They're not fees. They're prices. Yeah, they're selling you a window tent and bench stripes and road installation, road noise installa- insula- insulation, not installation, and we're calling them tax. Uh, uh, if you look at the, the worksheet, she wrote installation. It was. Okay. Installation. Yeah. So it wasn't Sue that misspelled that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the dealership. She said it was similar to the undercutting package that came on all new Toyotas. Uh, it doesn't come on all new Toyotas, just to all the dealers that agree to only, buy. Only evil Toyotas. All the evil Toyotas. Um, but okay. it's interesting that she's using that as a selling point. Like, well, yeah. Toyota does it. Yeah, yeah. And there, yeah, Erdman is exercising his knowledge of how slick Southeast Toyota the distributor is, and he's using some of their ideas yeah. and he's and doing it himself it to his Nissan dealership. So there you are. Okay, uh, the real price was a thirty-five oh five over sticker. I said I may have already, I said all that. Uh, I asked if there was any room on the price, and Suzanne said her hands were tied. Blame the market. She said if I was ready to go into finance right now, she'd knock a few hundred dollars off the price. <laughs> buy today. Buy today. If you don't buy today, the price is going up. Okay. I said that wasn't going to do it. Thank them for their time. Christian walked us to the door. So there we have it. Another adventure in fantasy land of buying a car during the COVID uh, pandemic aftermath. And... Uh, $3,000 plus over sticker price. Mm-hmm. And we've got Mike Erdman, Nissan, and uh, they're in Cocoa Beach. Yeah. So, uh, Lovely yeah. area of the state. It is, yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, folks, uh, let's get our, our votes in. We will take our votes, uh, send them in by Facebook, send them in by uh, YouTube, uh, text them. However you want to vote. Yeah. Mark uh, has texted us. He gives him a D minus. He has a problem th- with signing to get the price. Um, that's the only text I have coming in so far. Um, but as far as my opinion, this sounds like a C grade to me. I mean, I don't think there is nothing. Nothing shocked me. Um, the signing for the uh, for the price. That sounds typical to me too. We don't always encounter it, but usually getting a signature for a commitment um, is something that salespeople. Um, get it at a lot of dealerships before they go to see their manager. Uh, so I didn't like it. Um, see, and also they're not that much over MSRP. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a lot worse. So yeah, I, mean, I would say they're right in the middle of the road. Did you ever think if we'd have a conversation where you said 2,000 over MSRP is all, isn't all that bad? Well, it is average because we just found yeah. out from Phil who called in and said uh, yeah. that's the national average. That's the national average, exactly, yeah, wow, amazing. How about you? Do we got any uh, grades coming in? Well, we've got Andrew with a C minus for Coco. Uh, Tom with a D, old school tactics and junk fees. Mark Ryan with a D minus. Mark Smith, D. Brian, come on, man, cut out the BS fees. They deserve an F. Mark Anderson, Mark from St. Louis, a D plus. Wayne, nothing I could but D minus. Uh, John, same old, same old. We've seen this all so many times. Just done with this method of sales. D. Donnie White, D for added dealer profit fees. And that's it so far. And for myself, uh, well, to put it on the curve, we'll go with the C minus, but only because it's, there was nothing really high pressure. And nothing hidden, nothing seemed to pop out as a surprise. Yeah. And their their dealer fees were relatively small, except for that, you know, 
right. markup over MSRP, which again was slightly below national average. But yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, and I don't know <coughs> Nissan's supply situation or the demand. I typically Nissan doesn't have much demand because they don't sell very many cars. But uh, that's not to say that there's a huge uh, discrepancy between supply and demand now. So yeah, uh, Jonathan Wellington gives him a D. Uh, Martha on Facebook uh, C minus. Uh, I'm being uh, we're being nicer than uh, than our, than our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Nancy, what's the story? Well, <clears throat> we don't have time for my story, but uh, I will give you a grade, and uh, it's 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 just uh, monotonous. I would say, you know, it's just a continued disappointment. Uh, Suzanne, uh, what's up with you? I mean, uh, are they bored? No, they're not bored. They're just stunned again <laughs> with uh, this repetitious way of doing business christian susan the whole gang i give the dealership an f mm. well you know, i'm gonna I, i'm gonna be a little harsher than Stu. Stu's a c i'm gonna do a c minus um a little disappointed in the signing the con the, you know, i said contracts they are contracts i mean anytime you sign uh, something that somebody else has written. Anything you agree to something yeah, in writing is yeah. So the, a couple of uh, uh, BS uh, pieces of paper, and I, I think the the idea is to obligate you get commitment. This dude said earlier, um, it's kind of sneaky. I, I I didn't like that, and I also didn't like the fact that they used uh, taxable fees as a uh, tag for. Uh, dealer installed accessories. I mean, that to me that was pretty deceptive. I think we saw that at on a, another recent mystery shop where somebody explained what the fees were in that yeah. term, and so maybe that's becoming a trend here. I don't remember that, but I, that, that that could be the case. They're trying mean, to save money on, a, yeah. on addendum stickers. I mean, they're playing with semantics here. A fee. I'll have to. I'll have to Google that. Uh, a fee really is a charge. I don't think it's all. You got to say you, government. You yeah. don't get something back tangible for a fee. Uh, well, uh, parking fee. Uh, uh, forget what it, I don't know. Uh, we'll 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 uh, research it's, that. It's, it's a payment um, made exchange for services or advice, but not not tangible items. Services or advice. Okay, interesting. Okay, well that's. Uh, you uh, you mentioned those two forms, and you thought it was, you know, rather sneaky. Is it sneaky? Come on, or is it intimidating? Is it intimidating Both. to walk into a dealership and voice your opinion and what you want and that you're not going to go for all this other garbage? My thoughts. It's old school. And uh, I think partly one thing we see with uh, small dealerships, we said earlier that they tend to be a little nicer than the big stores. But one thing that you see more in small dealerships is old school. I mean, the old the old yeah right they're they're the last to catch up to like yeah. kind of like the new the cutting edge sort of things and and, yeah. uh, and that's basically what we're seeing C minus I think is a fair fair grade and there that wraps go. it up I think uh, F is a uh, fair fair grade uh, Jonathan what do we have left two minutes hey guess what folks we're going to talk about something happy how about Joey Chestnut what do you think this guy is worth I'll tell you. $2.5 million. He has profited from eating, guess what, hot dogs. Hot dog guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hot dogs, hot dogs. Um, I believe um, maybe somebody here can correct me. Is it 76 hot dogs? I, 
I don't know, but he's not a big guy, is he? He he's is a, a medium. Medium yeah. guy? All yeah. right. And guess what, ladies? Uh, Mickey is back. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's won seven years in a row. Last year, she was out because of a pregnancy. And uh, Michelle won last year. I uh, believe she won, She ate 33, 30 and three quarters hot dogs. Why don't they have corn dog eating contests? I like corn dogs better. Do you do? Yeah, you get fast fuller, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks, happy 4th of July. Thank you all for joining us, and we do appreciate your company. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m.